0: I want to share again uh, on this theme, this amazing theme that God has given to us about drawing near. And I want to begin there. You've heard it over and over again, but those of you who are brand new, about James chapter 4, verse 8 draw near to God, and he will do what? Look at your neighbor and say, he will draw near to you. He will. If we just endeavor to draw near to him. And we've talked week after week about how we draw near to him. And and you can go back in the archives and take a look at that. But we are studying now how he and why he draws near. What it is. What to expect. What do you see and what begins to develop when God begins to move? Now, God is everywhere at all times. Theologically, we want understand that. He is everywhere at all times. But what we're talking about here is the manifest presence of God. That is the tangible presence of God working and moving and operating, intervening in your life, in your family, in my life, in the church, in the world. And that's what we want, right? We don't want God to feel like he's not welcome in our life, in our family, in our world, in our nation. So as his church, we invite him, we draw near to him through repentance and through uh, faith and, and love and devotion. But he begins to To pull near to us and draw near. Many people don't understand what begins to happen when God is near to us. And I say he's not only near, he's here. He lives in me, but as a corporate body, it's so important for us to understand this. That yes, I can walk with God individually and know Him, hear Him, and experience Him. But as a corporate body, it's so important that the church learn to allow God to come and move. Last week we had... Miracles in, in the room. We testified of miracles. We had a prophetic word. See, this is how God begins to operate. He begins to move and gifts of the spirit begin to operate and, and, and miracles, healings, words of knowledge begin to happen. And these happen quite frequently around here because we've been doing this for many, many years. And I, I try to teach people that when God begins to draw near his promises, begin to be fulfilled. I want to read this in Acts chapter 7, verse 16. It begins there, and they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamar, the father of Shechem. And that's just talking about Israel and Egypt and when they were delivered out of Egypt into the promised land, talking about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob's body. Or, or Jacob's body, I should say. Verse 17. But when the time of the promise drew near... Everybody say that with me. The time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew. It talks about Israel and Egypt. The people grew and multiplied in Egypt till another king arose who did not know Joseph. I want to focus on the time of the promise drew near which God had sworn to Abraham. Father, thank you for your word. I pray in these next few minutes that you will just open up our heart and give us just pure, life-changing, life-freeing revelation from heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. So this is a season of drawing near. And God is drawing near to us. There's a lot of problems in the world. But if the church doesn't maintain the glory and the presence of God, the world is just going to go haywire. You and I, I believe, are the glue. We are the glue that holds everything in this world together, us and the Holy Spirit. How do I know that? Because in the book of Thessalonians, it says, when he that is taken out of the way... When that's you, and that's me, and that's the Holy Spirit, when we are raptured, the devil has, and he begins to wreak havoc. He has uh, all reign. But the, the fact is, is that we are here, and we are, a, we are a resisting force to evil in the world. Somebody say amen. You may not look at yourself that way. You say, well, who am I? Don't ever say that about yourself. Do not ever say that about yourself. You are created in the image of God. You are a child of God, a son, a daughter of God. You have been born of the Spirit of God, and you have been given and endowed with the power of the Holy Spirit, not only to change your nature, but to change the things in the world that are not from God. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so in this message, this word that God gave me, uh, months back about drawing near. And what it means is, is that, yeah, we draw near because there's a lot of things happening in our world, but we draw near because he wants to draw near to us. We draw near to God because he wants to come. Jesus, ta- he, wants us, he wants to move in our midst. He wants to work. Jesus taught us to pray this way, did he not? Your kingdom come, your will be done. If that were not possible, that the kingdom of God would come, that his will would be done, that enemy and darkness would be shredded, then we're all hopelessly lost, but we're not hopelessly lost. We are, we are forever saved. Hallelujah. And we are filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the wisdom of God, filled with the knowledge of God, and we're endeavoring to raise up a church that is glorious for Jesus in the end times. Somebody say Amen. amen so today I want to focus on the promises and the manifest presence of God in your life. Remember what it says, the time of the promise, when the time of the promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham. God has promised things to you. He has great, exceeding, precious promises for every single one of us, things that He has promised to you that match your life and your destiny. Things that he has promised for me that match my life and destiny. But as a corporate body, as the governing, ruling, called out body, the ecclesia of God in the earth, there are promises that he has given to us collectively. And that's why it's so important to be a part of the church, the church of the living God. You know why the enemy has been just minimizing the gathering? Because he knows how how powerful the gathering of God's saints are. Somebody say amen. We don't go to church here to be entertained. We come to meet with God. And we come to encounter him. That's what we do. And I'm very serious about that. That is a value of mine. I want you to encounter God. I want you to learn how to take authority. But when the time of the promise drew near, Israel began to multiply in Egypt. How many know that when God draws near, the promise draws near, things begin to happen? Hallelujah. I mean, things just begin to happen. Israel began to multiply. They became a great nation right there within a nation, Egypt, Egypt. And the Lord allowed to be raised up a, a Pharaoh that was not kind any longer, but harsh. And so the Lord sent Moses. Remember, he sent Moses the promise of, of, of a deliverer, and Moses came. But for you, God is drawing near to you and to us, to bring promises that He has made to us. Listen to what it says. This is amazing, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by what is called circumcision, that is Jew or Gentile, made in the flesh by hands, that at that time, that is when you were lost without Christ, you were without Christ, being aliens... That is, separated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers, notice this, from the covenants of promise. You could not claim the promises like you can now as a believer in Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Amen. You can claim the promises of God. And having no hope, you had no hope. And you are without God before Christ in the world. But now, everybody say, but now. In Christ Jesus, you who are are, are afar off are brought how? Brought near, brought where? Near by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus conveys us, yes. Come on, I'm going to shout with you. The blood of Jesus conveys us into the very presence of God where we were not allowed before. But the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. And here we stand in the presence. Did you know you're seated in the presence of God? You are seated right now in heavenly places, not only in this seat, but in heavenly places. See, the time of God's fulfillment, the, 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 the time of God's promise and the fulfillment of his promises and his tangible manifest presence in your life is here. You don't have to think about, well, God, I just wish you would do something. How many understand God's waiting on us to do something? We had a few amens there. I heard a rumble. I heard a collective moan. I don't even know. <laughs> but <laughs> I know we have, to, we have to understand. We have to get this in our spirit. We're not used to being taught this way in the church, that we take the authority. When somebody has a, has a uh, habit or they have an addiction, guess what we get to do? We get to take authority over that demon spirit and cast it out. Somebody say amen. Amen. The devil has to obey you because you carry the presence of God and the promises of God. See, the presence and the promises of God are released now. God is not way up in heaven only. He is here with us. And his promises are what? They are near. They are here. And the promises are great. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16 says this, God said... I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That is God drawing near. You will be the people of God. Somebody say amen. You're not just an employee. You're just not a mom or a dad. You're just not a student. You are the people of "...of Almighty God. Therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean and I will receive you." What is the unclean? Well, it's the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. I teach you that all the time. Do not touch those things and I will be a father to you. How many know that the father wants to be a father to you? And you shall be what? My sons and daughters, says the Lord. Now notice this, therefore having these promises, what promises? that he's drawing near, that he's dwelling among us, that he's walking among us, that he wants to work things among us and do things as he promised he would. Having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, somebody say amen to that, and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's a lot right there. I won't unpack, but you can unpack it. See, when his children begin to understand this incredible promise and this these principles of his presence being released in our life tangible presence manifest presence to work miracles and healings words of wisdom word, words of knowledge among us and his promises And we begin to walk in faith and love, supernatural things begin to happen. See, I hear people all the time say, Well, you know, I read the book of Acts and, you know, I wish that we'd just see the things of the book of Acts. Then you see them. Somebody say, Amen. You do. You do. Do what they did. If we want what they had, we got to do what they did. I got a little bit. I got a few more amens there. So you got to learn these things. We we have to learn how to do the things that they did. We have to be filled with the same holy spirit that they were filled with, the same promises. And revelation of Jesus raised over high above principalities and powers and every name that is named. Somebody say amen. Him seated upon the throne, ruling and reigning. The reason why missionaries can go into any nation of the world and not fear is because Jesus stands there watching over them and he's reigning and ruling in the nations. They're not afraid because Jesus loves the nations and he wants the gospel to be preached there we have these promises. Supernatural things begin to happen. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 says this, Do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through what? Faith and what? Patience inherit what? In other words, the promises, are, the promises begin to manifest. If you want joy in your life, I I, I mean, coming out of this pandemic and isolation, and and now, you know, if you don't get, if you don't, if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your career. What kind of nonsense is this? I'm going to tell you, if you don't have the joy of the Lord, it's going to be real depressing out there in the world. I mean, massively depressing. But how many know that when God shuts one door, he's going to open another one? Hallelujah. If man tries to shut a door, God's got something better for you. You do not have to fear what man is doing. You don't have to fear the pandemic. You don't have to fear the vaccine. You don't have to fear anything. Somebody say amen. amen. You through faith and what? Patience and hair. Don't be slack. Don't be sluggish. The word sluggish there means lazy. Oh, it got awful quiet. I know, I know. I can get lazy too concerning the promises. You mean, Lord, I gotta, I gotta get up and bind the devil. I love what my wife does. Whenever the devil tries to start attacking her, he sa- she says, "Okay, devil, I'll hear her. I'll hear her right in the house. I think she's talking to me." No, I'm not. The- no, she's talking. Okay, devil. Guess what's going to happen? You're trying to bug me. You're trying to infiltrate. You're trying to harass me. I'm going to put a praise face, uh, a praise fest. In, in your face, I'm going to worship Jesus right now out loud, big and loud, so y- you can hear it, and I'm going to cast you out right now. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. She may be tiny, but she's mighty. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, I've walked, I've walked into my house and walked into the glory when she's there by herself praising God. Why? Because, you know, you can't, you can't become slothful. I know there's days you're beat down, you come home from work, and it's like, ah. Oh. Oh, now i got to fight with the devil. I had to fight with my boss, fight with my employees, fight to get this, fight to get that. Now i got to fight with the devil. <clears throat> Listen, you operate out of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit within you. And the Bible says when you begin to give God praise, when you begin to, to love him and worship him, I'm going to tell you, you are going to be supernaturally energized. You will be supernaturally energized by the Holy Spirit. He will quicken your mortal body, and he will strengthen you. Somebody say Amen. You will inherit the promises this way. In other words, God wants to work with us. When we draw near to him, he begins to pull in and he's listening. He's waiting. He's waiting on me. Now... You know, when we, when I drove on this property 17 years ago, I'm looking at this property. It's empty. It's up for lease and all of that. And I, I was, the Lord kept talking to me about this property. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know. I'm really happy where I am. But the Lord said, I want you to pray on that property. I want to do something here. And I said, okay. So I just prayed, opened the scripture. And the Lord in Jeremiah chapter seven, verses one through seven, I prayed, Lord, do you want to do anything in this place? You show me. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. And the Lord said through the scripture in this place, I will do this in this place. I will do that. If you'll do this, I will do that. I will do this In I will, I will save people. I will, I will create something very special for me. You are a fulfillment of that promise. Somebody say amen. You are a fulfillment of a promise. We are all fulfillments. It's just wonderful what God does. He creates things out of nothing, things that look impossible. When you're drawing near to him and he's just moving in your life and you're maintaining and walking with him, guess what? Miracles happen. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, Therefore the Lord is not slack. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. I said, he's not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so we draw near, and he begins to draw near to us. And with the presence of God in our lives, the tangible presence and the promises of God come, guess what? Spiritual warfare, with the presence, with the promises, guess what comes? Warfare. And this is where people just, they bail, because it does get a little heated. It, listen, but if you learn to stand with God in the presence of God and be strong and not allow the distractions or the bad news or the sudden fears or whatever the enemy try any tactics that he has... If you just take your stand, stand therefore, the Bible says, stand therefore. Listen to what it says. Finally, my brethren, in Ephesians chapter 6, I'm almost done for the today. I'm not done altogether. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, listen to what Paul says. Be strong in the Lord. Somebody say amen. What does that look like? It means be strong in, in your faith. Be strong in the Lord. Do not move when you're believing a promise of God when you are, I'm going to teach you next week how to claim how and why you claim the promises how and why you claim the promises and why speaking them and declaring them and praying over them and speaking them out shredding the devil's strongholds on whatever is being delayed, whether it's your funding or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. The Lord is wanting to do great things through you. But this is what it says. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on what? The whole armor of God. Now, you don't put on armor to run. You put on armor to fight. Fight. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to learn to fight in this place. Hallelujah. You are going to learn to fight and claim and believe and walk in peace. Guess what the result is? The peace of God that passes all understanding. The joy of the Lord that is indescribable, full of glory. The love of Jesus that overflows and shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. How many want those promises? Amen. You're going to learn to fight. Stand. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What are the wiles? The trickery, the deceit, the lies of who? The devil. devil. I don't necessarily believe in the devil. Well, just look out the window. You'll see him. He's flying around. He's doing all kinds. Just watch the news. You don't have to look too far for the devil. God never intended all of that, all this to be going on, right? And we're the ones that bring it. We, we bring the kingdom. Somebody say amen. We bring, everywhere you go, you bring the kingdom of God. You bring the authority of God. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, I'm not fighting against people. I know, I know. Some of us, we get really political. We get twitches during political season. You know, we twitch. I mean, but listen, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood here. I mean, no, God is not Republican or Democrat or independent. He's not socialist. He is kingdom. He is about people. Somebody say amen. And anything that oppresses people, God is against. Anything. And so we bring the kingdom, right? For we do not wrestle. I'm almost done. I got one minute. Come on up. Hallelujah. Somebody's having fun in the kitchen out there. Them walking tacos. Every time I hear that, I just think of a big walking taco just walking around. Walking tacos. I look like a walking taco (laughs) for we, (laughs) The devil hates humor, by the way. He does. That's why I wrote. I know God gave me that book. I know he gave me that book. Unchangeable, unbreakable, unstoppable joy. Why? Because it's eternal joy that Jesus purchased and that he has. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Here it is. Against powers, against the rulers of the, we are wrestling against these things. If the devil can keep you fighting with each other, which you're not, by the way, or with someone, or wrestling with your own self, which is even more tragic, uh, then he's got you beat. The moment we begin to do what we did today and shred him from the throne room over our nation, over our families, over our lives, somebody say man. There was a young girl that came into one of our prayer meetings, and we were praying for the nation. It was during election season. We pray for our nation during election season. It was, it was back in 2016. And she looked up like this. I mean, we were just going at it. We were binding and breaking and loosing and just doing And she looked up, and, and she whispered to her dad, and her dad stopped everybody. She said that she saw angels going into Washington, D.C. and shredding, just shredding the accusations and shredding the enemy and what he wanted to do. Somebody say amen. amen. We don't wrestle against each other, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That's a serious battle going on. Somebody say amen. You want me to do that, Lord? I don't know. Listen, we do it collectively. Somebody say amen. Listen, we don't have to be afraid of this stuff. You know, people say, well, don't upset the devil. I'm going to upset him every chance I get. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Somebody say amen. See, in Christ, the promises of God... Are accessible and they are powerful and they are dangerous to the devil. How many want to be dangerous to the devil? You are dangerous to the devil. You are. Come on, give the Lord praise right now. See, when you believe the promises, when you stand in the promise, when you stand in the when you're drawing near to God and you are claiming the promises for your family, for yourself, for your church, for your community, for your neighbors, for your work associates, I'm going to tell you, you are going to see the power of God. You're going to see it. It's going to happen. Say, Pastor Randy, I've been praying for my loved ones, and they're not saved. Remember, God says he is not slack concerning his promises. Took my brother Terry, I just saw him last night, from the time I started praying for him, 30 years to get saved. <laughs> but he got saved. Amen. Woo, I'll take it, Lord. I would have loved it earlier, but that's all right. Praise God. I want you to stand with me right now. Man, I feel the presence of God. Oh, I feel the presence of God. Thank you, Lord. Those of you who are brand new, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here today. If you don't have a home church, I want this to be your home church. Why? Because I know what I teach. We have a Wednesday night session that I teach in as well. But I want you to be a part of something very special. Not just this church, but the Lord's bride, the bride of Christ, that which he is building, the city four square. We see in the book of Revelation, Jesus coming, that, 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 that the church is that city that is descending out of heaven. Hallelujah. And we reign and we rule the earth with Him. I like that song. He reigns above it all and we reign with Him. Lift your hands right now. Father, I declare and decree the authority of God in your people like never before. Let them see it. Let them know it. Let them experience it. Let them walk in it. Lord, may the devil dread every day that they wake up. May he absolutely flee when they begin to pray. Hallelujah. And he does. I want you to declare this with me. Just repeat it after me, but declare it to the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for your great, precious, and exceeding promises. I believe in you. I believe your promises. I rebuke the devil. I rebuke the demon of doubt, fear, and unbelief. And I will live by faith in you and in your promises. I believe and declare that I receive your promises, every single one of them. The promise of your bountiful provision. The promise of your divine health and healing. The promise of your salvation for my household. The promise of in-time outpouring outpouring. and harvest. harvest. The promise promise of ruling ruling and reigning reigning. with you. Your promises promises. are yes and amen amen. to the glory of God. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said amen. Come on, give the Lord praise right now.